Welcome to Real Dog Talk with Perfectly Imperfect Pups. Real dogs, real people with real talk. Today we're brought to you by, of course, Love is Art. We are just freaking jamming and planning it, and I'm so excited, and I cannot wait for it. It's in October, so tickets are on sale. I mean, buy them if you're local. Um, and that's a doodle bark. So, um, today I have a special guest. She's never been on our podcast before, although she was mentioned last week. We have Lyndon with us. Hi, Lyndon. Hi, Nicole. Thank you for being here. I'm excited. Well, you're excited because you got to meet Huxley, not yes. because you're here. I mean, I'm excited for both. Okay. I also wanted to meet the doodles. The doodles. They are very important. Um, so we are here because, um, you know, Pips is founded on special needs dogs and um, dogs with medical needs, and I love it when I get fosters and adopters who have never really dealt with a certain special need or special needs at all and kind of jumps into it, you know, head first. And you did. Yeah. So if you don't know, um, although I think I've mentioned it like five times on the podcast, Lyndon uh, temp fostered Nacho for me. I am being attacked by a doodle, (laughs) a puppy doodle, an eight week old puppy doodle. So let's just like put that in perspective. But yes, he is attacking my leg. He thinks it's fun. Um, So Lyndon uh, temp fostered Nacho for me, who is a four or five pound rat terrier who didn't have use of his back legs. And when I got home, I was like, hey, I'm home. And she's like, yes, so can I? keep Nacho as a foster? And I was like, yes, of course you can. Um, And he's since been adopted, which is so freaking exciting. He has. He actually got adopted by a friend of mine. So I do get updates. And he has his own Instagram now, which is also exciting. That is so exciting. Good to keep up with him. Do you know what his Instagram is? I don't remember it off the top of my head. Something Um, about Nacho Average or something like that? Nacho Average Adventure Dog or Dog Adventure or something like that. Something like that. We'll tag it when we okay. when I put it the the post out but um so yeah so I just wanted to bring you on to kind of talk with you because you had never taken a dog in with mobility issues correct no I hadn't and I actually don't know if I ever told you this but the reason that I asked if I could keep, keep Nacho um we were at an event we were at canine agility day we were standing outside and you were talking to somebody else and I was eavesdropping because I'm nosy. And you were talking about how there's not a whole lot of fosters who are willing to take in dogs with mobility issues. And that even though the rescue was sort of founded on that, they usually end up at your house. They do. And I felt kind of guilty about that because that's the whole reason I got into the res- this rescue specifically um, was because I really believe in that. And I think it's really important to make sure that dogs like that do have foster homes. Um, so I felt kind of guilty that I had never been one of the fosters who take them in. So I was like, you know what? I know I'm tempting Nacho. If it goes well, I'm just going to see if I can keep him. And I will have like, you know, taken the first step into, uh, dogs who need a little bit extra help getting around or whatever. But that was kind of my, my thought process there. Nice. I guilted her into it. Score. Without actually guilting me. I know. I did it by like, that's how big my guilt trip can like go so um now had you um had any experience with any kind of special needs dogs like blind deaf well i attempt for you once before um poe and poe was a double moral australian shepherd Mm, who was blind and deaf and he um was a cotton ball i can't remember how old he was when i had him but he was tiny he was so little and just made out of fluff yes 
pure um, fluff. But I had him for like a week or a week and a half or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So tell me, um, so I think a lot of people's misconception is like you have to change your entire world and it's so much harder um, and like you have to rearrange everything and you have to be prepared and experienced and all of that. So tell me what your experience was kind of jumping into tumping these dogs with special needs and did your life get turned upside down? Did you make major changes? Like how did you deal with it or, in, or how easy was it? Um, I would say between the two, Poe was a little bit more challenging only because I had never, he was my first, um, blind or deaf. And he also was a baby and I've only even had one puppy before. So the whole puppy world is kind of a lot. Right. Um, so like for him, I think the biggest change we made was I put up a puppy pen in my living room. Um, and I think I used pee pads for the first time ever. Um, and then with Nacho, Nacho actually was like, one of the easiest puppies I've ever been around. Yeah. Um, I really thought it was going to be a huge kind of change in my life. I thought that it was going to be like hours of day that I was just like going to be dedicating to him. And it really wasn't. It took about five minutes in the morning, which is how long it takes to steep tea. So while my tea is steeping, I would just take him, give him a quick little bath. And then he was good to go for the day. Yeah. He was so easy. He was legitimately really easy. Yeah. It did help that he was like all of five pounds. Yeah. I think he was six pounds. The tiny didn't hurt. Not at all. But somebody is playing with somebody. I think Mary just went to fix that situation. We'll let her fix it. Um, But in all in all, um, easy. Very. Yeah. Well, in some ways, actually easier than other puppies because like... You know, like with you, when you get a puppy, it takes a minute. Like you have to, you have to do potty training. You have to do like all kinds of things um, to sort of prepare them for being dogs in the world. And with Nacho, there was no expectation of potty training. Right. Um, he didn't have control of his bladder or bowels. You just kind of had to keep track of that. And that's just kind of, that was it. Like yeah. You don't have to potty train. So that's, he's actually less difficult than a lot of like quote unquote normal puppies because. Yeah. You didn't have to worry about that. Right. And you could diaper them and nobody would look at you like you were weird. Yeah. (laughs) You can't diaper a normal puppy. No. I mean, I didn't really diaper Nacho very often. No. I don't diaper Samantha very often either. I just kind of clean up after her. Because for me, it's easier to pick up the poop off the floor than it is in a diaper when it's all over smeared her bottom and stuff like that. So I do. And, you know, in the community, in the the community, the wheelchair community, the disabled community, a lot of them... um, they train and they do <laughs> Huxley's in Mary's lap. Um, a lot of times they um, do express in the morning. They express their bladder. They get them to poop. Same thing before bed. Um, and so it's kind of like training, um, but it's just so much easier because you just bring them outside. You express their bladder. You get them to poop. Your day is done. Well, I know one of his other foster temp fosters did do that. Yeah. Um, and she also, I think, had him pooping over the toilet even. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. So, like, that's even less cleanup than some puppies because it's just directly in the toilet. Absolutely. And so, I mean, there's a lot of ways um, to train. And the communities are great about, like, giving you, like, tips and tricks on training and stuff like that. I do express um, her bladder, only um, Sammy's bladder, um, only because I don't want her to get a UTI. So in the morning, I bring her out like everybody else. I just like hold her up and I squeeze her belly and she pees and we're done. Um, but I don't have to train her to 
you know, not pee or poop in the house. So, um, and then as far as like, I think another um, misconception would be like their mobility and like, can they keep up with the other dogs and can they play and all of that. And I see you giggling because Nacho was like, right in there so nacho again is six pounds okay i have a 75 pound or 70 pound pit mix and i have a 90 pound mastiff mix um and they're both afraid of nacho (laughs) so nacho tried very hard to play and kept up incredibly well until they did something like climb the stairs to get away from him or jump on the couch to get away from him because uh they did not want to play with the tiny tiny wind-up toy which is what they definitely thought he was yeah um but he did play really well with the dogs who were around who wanted to play with him yeah i mean they can keep up like i think a lot of people think that they're gonna break them I had that worry when I got when I got him um, again because he is also really small. He is like I did mention I have big dogs, so like he was. I think he's the smallest dog I've ever been around on any kind of a permanent basis. Yeah. Um. So like that scared me honestly more than the mobility issues. Like he he definitely but got he kept around. up with everybody. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Sammy wrestles with with Huxley and Kai. Oh, yeah. Kai is 65 pounds. Huxley is 110 pounds. And Sammy's like, oh, you guys are playing? Let me jump in there. So I think that that whole notion of like breaking. And then as far as them getting around, I think some people in their heads think that we put them in the wheelchair 24-7. And honestly, Sammy doesn't even have a wheelchair that fits her anymore. But like for, for me, I wheelchair very little because they just kind of drag themselves around and get around without issues. So I did Nacho in the wheelchair about an hour and a half, between an hour and a half to three hours a day, sort of broken up um, for a couple of different reasons. One, because um, he likes it. He likes the wheelchair. Right. And he does really well in it. He prances Um, in it. He prances in it. It's really (laughs) cute. And he loves to run after my dogs. Right. Um, So I did that. And then also because... um, I don't know. I just like I just like them to be able to do it. I like yeah. to see him like get around like that. But the rest of the time, he just dragged himself around. Oh and yeah, got for around. sure. Yeah, like for not sure. a problem. And I think that's the other misconception. Sammy will go down the stairs. Obviously, she can't get up them, but she'll go down the stairs out back without a problem to let herself outside to go play. Oh, Nacho would have done that um, if he wasn't, you know, the tiniest thing on the planet. Right. But yeah, he absolutely would have. Yeah. And so since Nacho, you stole yet a second foster from me. I did. (laughs) And again, I say that it's very lovingly. I love it. Um, You know, my house gets very full. And when requests come in, a lot of times, even if it's just temporary, they come to my house so I can kind of figure out what their main medical issue is and kind of get that started. And then sometimes it's really nice to be able to hand them to the next foster so that I'm open um, to take the next one like I am taking in that double bilateral cleft lip puppy in this weekend. So it does help me out. So I do say it, but I am jokingly and lovingly jokingly about it. Well, I was also telling uh, one of our other friends, I was telling her, I was like, I think I'm just going to have Nicole pick out all of my fosters from now on because she does a great job. Because, yes, I do. I stole Alana. Um, Alana is a shepherd mix, a very small shepherd She's mix. tiny. She's, what, 30 pounds? 30, She's 40 so pounds, little. something like that. Um, who is blind. Yes. Uh, but she's another one. I mean, I got a video today of her, and she was playing outside with my big dog, my Mastiff, and just running around with them, having the best time, like, I know she can't see, but she navigates my backyard. So we've got like, um, we've got a fire pit, we've got a grill, we've got um, 
a hose. We've got two trash cans, uh, many trees. Right. And it took her probably four days. <laughs> uh, probably four days. Uh, to has decided Lyndon's lap is yes. the place to be. I love him so much. Um, but yeah, it took him about four days for Alana to sort of figure out where everything was. But when I tell you, she can r- literally run through my backyard and navigate all of the obstacles. I mean, it's what six steps total down out to the backyard, and they're all kind of mo- they're not all together. So it's like two steps down in the sun porch, two steps down under the deck, two steps down into the yard, and she navigates it all like flawlessly. She actually has gotten to the point where she's so excited to go outside with the boys that she crowds the door like they do because <laughs> they've taught her that pretty bad habit. Nice. Um, let them out they go sprinting i mean yeah she's all over it and so and i have her sister koa yeah and koa is the same way like she just sprints out the backyard she makes it i mean i have three acres but i probably probably have about two acres fenced and she navigates the entire two acres without a problem at all like no problem yeah when poe was the same way poe was um it shocked me how quickly he figured out where to go, how to get down the steps. I mean, because the other thing with him was, it's not like with Alana, I can sort of like tap the step and we go, okay, step down, step down, and then kind of teach her like where the steps were. With Poe, you couldn't talk to him and he also couldn't see you. Right. And he still figured it out so quickly. Yeah. I was, he shocked me. He was, he amazed me. Well, and I think people like uh, need to understand that these special needs, they adapt so quickly and they figure things out. People are like, oh, my house is crowded or I have stairs or I like to move my furniture. Okay. Yeah. A, a blind dog will figure that out. No problem. Deaf dog, hand signals, they figure everything out. Like mobility issues, they figure it out. And I think that um, that's what I want people to understand. I understand that not everybody's life is set up for, um, you know, a visually challenged, a mobility challenged, whatever, but like I want people to say no to our special needs for the right reason. Does that make sense? Like I want people to understand that it's not that hard. No, it was not at all. And And I had, I had a lot of the same hangups, like to be completely fair to everybody. I had a lot of the same hangups. I thought Nacho was going to be, I thought at the end of the week with Nacho, I was going to bring him back with flowers (laughs) and wine (laughs) and I would have fought you for him. Right. Exactly. Because they just, they adapt so easily. And I mean, I, there's always this period of time where they, you have to figure them out and they have to figure their house, the house out. But then that period of time is usually very short and they figure it out and they are so good um, with everything after that. And, yeah. um, you know, and if adopters are, um, you know, not sure about it, then they can always foster or temp foster for our special needs pups just to figure out what it's all about. And I think that that when they do, I think that they will realize that it's not as scary as kind of they make it out to be in their head. No, it's not. And another, this is really um, shallow. This is very shallow. <laughs> it's okay. You preferenced it. It's all One good. of the things that is really cool about temp fostering or fostering one of these dogs is if you take them out into public, the attention that they get <laughs> yes. is so amazing. People yes. get so excited. We let Nacho um, go in his wheelchair at one of our favorite breweries. We go to Highwire with him a lot. And it got to the point where every single one of the bartenders at Highwire 
follows his new Instagram account because they were so invested in him. Like they cried when he got adopted. Yeah. Because he wasn't going to be coming in as often. And people just loved it. People got so excited about the wheelchair or like when people meet Koa, I'd be like, well, okay, not Koa. Who do I have? Alana. You have Alana. (laughs) When people meet Alana, I do kind of warn them like she's blind. So, you know, don't come in too fast. Give her a second to figure out where you are. And they're all like, oh my gosh, she's blind? It's like, yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, and for all you singles out there, it's a great way to meet people because everybody wants to come up to you and talk to you about your blind dog, your disabled dog, your deaf dog, or whatever. So, you know. I have actually made that same point to Mary before. <laughs> like, if I had done this before I met you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I mean, but, you know, it you meet people people want to learn about them you know taking them out into public for me is so much fun and it's great for them because they're learning new places new people new environment so like not only are you getting to talk to people about a disabled dog but then you're also exposing them and socializing them and all the fun things so it's like works in everybody's favor yeah and, and it's you're promoting really them <laughs> and it's fun you're promoting them for adoption like there's so many great things about it but um yeah i mean i think that that's just i want more people just to understand that it's it's not that hard and i admit you know when i got kina kina was my first special needs um and she came to me um from a poor breeder and um they stacked cages on top of each other and her leg fell through the cage and broke and they didn't do anything about it so by the time they figured out by the time she was eight weeks in time to sell her um they couldn't sell her because her leg back leg didn't work and so they dropped her off at a high kill shelter and so that's how i got kina so um honestly like getting this dog in this eight week old puppy without the use of her back leg i was like "Mm." what's all that going to be like? And the girl came with me on a camping trip the first weekend I got her and kept up with all my other dogs, like without a problem. And I was like, she's never leaving. <laughs> KK. Um, and then my second special needs was a blind dog. It was Magoo. And then after that, my love was just solidified. Like, this is where I'm meant to be. This is what I need to be doing. And um, then the podcast came about, well, Pips, and then the podcast, and just to educate people and to talk to people about, like, just if they're not 100% sold on adopting, which I, I completely understand, Tem Foster, foster like learn what it's all about so that you can educate yourself and see how easy it is and even if you're not ready to adopt if you temp foster and then you can talk to two three four people about your experience that is spreading the world the word about these special needs dogs that get overlooked so often in shelters and even in rescue look how long it takes us to adopt out um, dogs with special needs usually yeah and like I said, it's fun. It's I mean, fun. it's really, really fun. Because when I started with Pips, I was ab- I was not going to be a foster. I def- I wasn't even going to be a temp foster. I was going to come volunteer because the other Nicole uh, told me to. Oh, right. <laughs> so I did. You were voluntold. I was, absolutely. And now, um, and then I was like, okay, well, I could just temp foster for like a weekend. That's not that big a deal. Oh, you know what? That's another one. Brody. I forgot about Brody. Which one was Brody? Brody was my first, I think it was my first temp foster. So I lied to you. I had had a dog with mobility issues before. Okay, that's fine. You I forgot lie. all about that. Uh, Brody was a Shih Tzu, I think. <gasps> yes. Little yes, furry yes. dog. Yep. Mm-hmm. I yeah. remember Brody. Yep. Okay. You had to like, yeah. I forgot all about 
Yeah, I did have him for a weekend. Okay, that's fine. We forgive you. He had a stroller that he loved. He was obsessed with his stroller. Yeah. All you had to do was pull the stroller out. He would lose his mind. He wanted to go everywhere. I forgot all about that. And that's another thing. You can get strollers for dogs yes. who can't use their back legs. And people lose their minds oh my God, over a dog in a stroller. It is so funny. And you can accessorize because you can get them cute little, like for girls, you can get them cute little colored diapers yep. and different color um, suspenders and diapers and booties. Booties are a big one with mobility issues. There's so much accessorizing. It's not even funny. I mean, with Nacho, I think I bought him belly bands within the first 24 hours of, of having course, him. Because you could pick out all the different patterns yeah. and colors. It's like cover buns for dogs. Yes. It is. I love it. So accessorizing, fun, meeting people, pretty easy. I don't see what the problem is. No. Right. So I expect everybody listening to the podcast to um, apply to adopt, foster, or temp foster within 24 hours of this podcast dropping. Is that a realistic? I think it's reasonable, yes. Okay, great. Excellent. Excellent. We are going to, we are going to like rule the world. Anything else you want to say about... Special needs, fostering, pips. I don't think so. I think we covered most of we it. We did cover a lot. I can't believe I forgot about Brody. I feel like a jerk. <laughs> it's okay. If you ask me to recite all the fosters that I I have had, I would not be able to do it. No. I'm in hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of fosters that I've had in my life. I am definitely not there, but... I have, you know, aspirations. I say this and my wife is sitting in the corner just shaking her head. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. She loves dogs. She does. She Well, Huxley climbed into her lap, so. Yes. And I think he outweighs her. He's in, in, indoctrinated her into the special needs world because Huxley is deaf. Okay. Also, to be fair, we do have three dogs of our own. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Well, thank you for coming on today. I'm excited to actually have had you. We've been talking about it for a little while and we haven't actually gotten to it. So I appreciate you being on. This was really fun. Excellent. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you, everybody, for taking this journey with us. We are so glad. Oh, you have something to say. I do have something to say. Tell me. You didn't start with what we're drinking. I didn't. And you know, I have been slack on that because let me tell you why. I have been doing the podcast more and more during the day on work weeks. And my boss frowns upon me drinking during work week. And I don't understand why. I don't think mine has a problem with it. Just kidding, Jen, if you're listening. <laughs> um, yes. So we are drinking a yummy rosé wine that Lyndon and her adorable wife brought to us. And um, so we've been drinking that, sipping on that, which is a great way to do a podcast. I think mimosas and wine are two vital things to doing a good podcast. I would agree. Yeah. So thank you everyone for taking this amazing journey with us. Uh, we do hope and hope, hope and there's a new word for you. We do hope that you, um, you know, just think about the special needs world and how um, your life could fit in and how their lives could fit into yours. Um, even if it's just a weekend, a week, or come out to an event and volunteer and hold one of our special needs dogs. Um, and yeah, I hope you fall in love with it like I do. Thank you again, Lyndon, for being here. And we will talk soon. Bye.